All right, good morning. How are you folks doing today? Um, Acts chapter 4, verse number 1 is where we're going today. Acts chapter 4, verse number 1. Uh, last time we wrapped up chapter number 3. And of course, chapter number 3 is about the healing of the lame uh, beggar. Uh, then also, Peter delivers his second message uh, to the nation of Israel. Uh, I believe makes another offer, a uh, legitimate offer for the kingdom. And, uh, and then we pick up verse number four and we see Peter and John before the council. In uh, chapter four, verse number one, as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came to him being greatly disturbed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. So, here we see the Sadducees. The Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection, so they were Sadducee. Uh, they were a strong political party among the Jews at this time. They denied the resurrection of the dead, uh, which was at odds with the Pharisees who did believe in the resurrection of the dead. And then notice here, of course, we're still dealing with Jewish people. There's no Gentiles in view in these verses and in verse number three and they laid hands on them and put them in jail until the next day for it was already evening but many of those who had heard the message believed and the number of men came to be about five thousand so apparently about two thousand had responded positively to peter's second message and of course three thousand from the first message brings it to about five thousand people and again um, peter is preaching the gospel of the kingdom this is the kingdom church if you will however understand that god was not looking for five thousand jews to repent <laughs> okay he was looking for national repentance he the the offer was contingent upon national repentance not individual repentance. He wanted to restore the entire nation. Um, over in, uh, let's see, Acts chapter 1 and verse number 3, it says, To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking the things concerning the kingdom of God. Uh, Jesus, even upon his resurrection and his uh, dwelling among the people for another 40 days, um, he was preaching the kingdom of God still um, at that time. And then, of course, 10 days after his ascension, we land on Pentecost, 50 days after the Passover and Acts chapter number two. Um, so, these guys are arrested for healing the man. <laughs> and they were disturbed because of the teaching of the uh, because they were teaching the people and proclaiming that Jesus had resurrected from the dead. So that was their crime. That's why they were being arrested. Uh, to me, this is, you know, a definite turning here taking place. Uh, Sadducees, the political leaders were not listening. They were arresting people. They're soon going to start killing people. Um, and the gospel of the kingdom is being rejected. 
And then in verse number five, and on the next day, the rulers and the elders and the scribes were gathered together in Jerusalem and Annas, the high priest was there and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of high priestly uh, descent. So this represents everybody that's in Israel at this time. Rulers, elders, scribes, Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, uh, and everyone who was of a high priestly descent. This is the nation of Israel. Um, this is um, uh, not, Gentiles are not in view here. This is the nation of Israel. And in verse 7, and when they had placed them in the center, they began to inquire. Of course, that they had healed this man in the name of Jesus, preaching the resurrection of Jesus. Bear in mind, these guys had just killed Jesus, <laughs> okay? So they're arresting them for preaching in the name of Jesus and preaching the resurrection. And in verse 7, and when they placed them in the center, they began to inquire, by what power or in what name have you done this? Uh, notice that they're still concerned about the healing of the lame man from the previous chapter, mainly by whose power did you do this? They were obsessed with power. Uh, also notice that Peter and John were not arrested for healing the man. That wasn't their crime. They could have healed the man and walked away. It was because they were preaching in the name of Jesus, this scoundrel that they had already crucified. Um, that's why they were arrested. Um, and it's the same thing for you and me today, speaking of a little bit of application. Nobody cares about the good works that we do. That's fine. You know, heathen people do good works. Uh, it's just when we do good, those good works and we attribute those works to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that's when you've crossed the line. And it's the same thing here with, 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 uh, with the apostles. And then notice in verse number eight, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we were on trial today for, the, for a benefit done to a sick man as to how this man has been made well, let it be known unto all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, just to make sure the Nazarene, the one you crucified, whom God raised from the dead by this name, by the, the power of this name, uh, this man stands here before you in good health. So notice Peter speaking to the Jews. He is focused on the rulers, the elders of the people. And he is he quickly makes the conversation uncomfortable and begins to accuse them um, for punishing them for a good deed, but more than that, for crucifying um, this good man, Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Got very uncomfortable, I bet, in that room for sure. I mean, Peter didn't hold anything back. And Peter starts to answer their question and says, we have performed this healing in the name and in the power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. So again, Peter is accusing the Jews. The church is never accused. Listen to me well. The church is never accused of crucifying Jesus. But repeatedly by Paul, that Christ died for them. We're told by Paul, Christ died for the church. Paul repeatedly says that. He died for you. But he never accuses the church of crucifying Jesus. Why? Because the Jews 
crucified Jesus. And, um, and then notice in verse number uh, 11, he is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders. You're the builders by which became the chief cornerstone, and there is salvation in no one else. So, so much for tolerance there and inclusivity and, and diversity there. <laughs> he, said, he says, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. So, Peter's message is simple. It is direct. You crucified and, and God raised him from the dead. I believe this was a frightening reality for them because Jesus had already walked among them for 40 days. They knew full well this man had risen from the dead. Um, they knew the body was gone. They paid the centurions to lie. Um, they knew that he had risen from the dead. Yet in spite of that, now the interesting thing is they're talking to Sadducees. And Sadducees don't believe in what? The resurrection from the dead. <laughs> and he goes on to say that this man's healing should serve as proof of the authority that has been given. You ask us about power. We received the power from Jesus. He had been one, the one to give us the power and the authority. And he has, which is proof that he had resurrected um, from the dead. Now, of course, to drive his message home, Peter is actually quoting a Messianic psalm, um, Psalm 118. And they would have been all too familiar with the psalm. Now, understand, in our churches, or at least we used to, we all have a collection of songs that we sing. The Jews sing the psalms. They were f very familiar with the kingdom psalm of the Messiah returning and restoring, bringing in the kingdom. Um, from Psalm 118. And, um, and what's interesting, let's look at that psalm real quick. He is specifically quoting Psalm 118, 22 through 25. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. The stone being Christ, that the builders being the Jews, have rejected. And this is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Now, we sing that song, uh, but we're not singing it in context. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. it is referring to, it's a messianic kingdom psalm. Um O Lord, do save, we beseech you, O Lord. We beseech you, do do send prosperity. Um, so this was exactly what they exclaimed when they come in, when Jesus came through the Eastern gate, they said, Hosanna. And what does the word Hosanna mean? It means save, save us now. Okay. The Lord fulfilled this messianic Psalm. The stone, which you builders rejected has become the chief corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous. This is the day that the Lord has made. Um, let us be glad and rejoice in it. O Lord, save, we beseech you. For you, O Lord, we beseech you. So, Peter is saying, this is the stone that was promised. 
But you, the builders, have rejected it. And the salvation that he came to offer, you rejected. You rejected the salvation that he came to offer. The very thing that you've been singing about and wanting has happened, but you rejected. In verse 12, and there is salvation in no one else. I don't know who else you're looking for. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. He was it. He was the way to salvation. But you've rejected it. And in verse number 13, now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and they began to recognize them. Ah, you guys have been with, with Jesus. And seeing the man whom had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say <laughs> in reply. So obviously they were not impressed with the credentials of Peter and John, but they were silenced by the boldness of Peter and John. And their only reasonable conclusion was, well, it can't be because of their education because they have none. They're unlearned. So this boldness must be because they had been with Jesus, the one who had resurrected from the dead. And exhibit A, the one who had been resurrection, resurrected from the dead, was there with them. The, the Or not from the dead, but uh, healed the lame beggar. Um, therefore, they had nothing to say in reply. I mean, what could they say? I mean, these are Sadducees. They don't believe in the resurrection. The Lord resurrected 40 days walking around. They heal this lame beggar in the name of Jesus by the power of Jesus. They ask them, by what name and by what power have you done this? And they say, in the name of Jesus, the one who's resurrected from the dead, and here he is. You know, I mean, what could they say? They had nothing to say in reply. And in verse 15, but when they had ordered them to leave the council, they began to confer with one another, saying, what are we going to do with these men? For the fact that a noteworthy miracle has taken place through them is apparent to everybody who lives in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it, but so that it will not spread any further among the people. Look at the hardness of these people's hearts. I mean, exhibit A, standing there, Christ walked among them for 40 days, and yet so that it will not spread among the people. Let us warn them to speak no longer to any man in this name. And when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak or to teach in the name of Jesus. So they refused to heed the obvious fact that Jesus had actually risen from the dead and the lame man had been healed and, said, and then turned around and gave orders, don't talk about Jesus anymore. How sad. How sad. And that reminds me of the day you and I live in. Only the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. No one can stand and, and look up into the stars of heaven and look at those beautiful sunrises and sunsets and say, this is all an accident. You've got to be educated out of faith. You've got to be educated to be an atheist. Um, it's just sad. You know, It's sad. But they're like... Don't talk about this to anyone. In verse 19, but Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it's right inside of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. For we cannot stop speaking what we have seen and what we have heard. And he, you know, they say, yeah, 
we, we got to obey God. We're not going to obey you guys. Um, and in verse 21, and when they had treated them further, threatened them further, they let them go, finding no basis on which to punish them. <laughs> what are they going to punish them for? You know, they're preaching a savior that everybody knew had risen from the dead. He walked among them for 40 days. I mean, they're going to, they're going to punish them for, you know, healing a lame man. Um, so they threatened them a little further. They let him go, finding no basis on which to punish them on account of the people because they were all glorifying God for what had happened. For the man was more than 40 years old upon whom this miracle of healing had been performed. So the, San, the Sanhedrin realized that there was little they could do about it because it was obvious to everyone that an actual healing had occurred. They couldn't deny that. And the sadder point is that they still refuse to believe in spite of the evidence, in spite of the miracle. I mean, the guy had sat there for 40 years. Everybody in Jerusalem knew that this was a lame man, which makes me ask the question, how many times did Jesus walk by this lame man and did not heal him? Why? Because Jesus wanted this lame man to be healed here. <laughs> um, their hearts were simply too hard, it seems, at this point. And what they were doing is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. They were blaspheming the Holy Spirit and therefore rejecting the offer of the kingdom that Christ had came to give them. They were rejecting it. So we will uh, get into verse 23 next time. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.